Forget you. You're terrible. What mean. The? You're so straight. <laughs> shut up. You're terrible. Are you drunk? No, no, no. I'm just tired. <laughs> you shut up. You shut up and record your stupid show. You shut up. I'm just tired, you jackass. and welcome to episode 62 of the quarter life crisis podcast i'm your host hunty who identifies spiritually with mac and cheese bites and joining me as always is everyone's favorite co-host d breck who's starring in the disney channel original movie biopic of his life titled the Derek experience Derek, how are we doing today uh there was already a disney channel show with my name it was life with Derek, and they he spelled it right too oh. so that was the right thing um That's good. i'm really glad that you can spiritually identify with some mac and cheese bites um, had some today they were life-changing i was about to say that, that sounds like what i might be ordering for dinner now <laughs> real good i i woke up this morning and i really wanted them like at lunchtime so i just left went to wegman's bought some and then ate them and i was like this is an incredible decision on my part what's a wegman's i don't have any of those <laughs> you do actually <laughs> not near me <laughs> like 20 minutes away that's too far man and harris okay. teeter is right down the road i could walk Teats. there if i wanted to true that's i don't true. want to but i could how was your weekend Derek? it was good man we had a i got a new roommate today andy oh, shell yeah, is right. currently assembling his room directly above me um so that's fun good. uh last week i <laughs> i had my i had my voice acting lesson with a professional voiceover artist oh, yeah. so if anybody needs needs some voice work done hit me up that's pretty much it <laughs> That's cool. Um, well, when you have a new roommate move in, you got to celebrate with a beer. So what do we got? I just love how when blank, you celebrate with a beer. So that's just, I, every single time one of us says it. Um, I got myself uh, a Tropicannon Pineapple IPA. Uh, my sister sent me, it was nice enough to send me a Tropicannon variety pack. And it comes in, I think, like citrus, uh, pineapple, and like mango. Um, but I got the pineapple one. And so we're going to give this a taste for the first time ever. Slurp. It tastes like a pineapple IPA. There you go. At least it's better than the it's better than the pineapple. Sorry, Evo, but at least at least it wasn't false advertising. So that's yeah. good. Um, I myself am drinking a new beer from Resurgence Brewing Company. It's a blood orgy. How, how do you say that word? Saison. How do you say that? Saison. Is that it? I Saison. It's a blood orange flavored beer, and it tastes damn good. So that's what we're drinking. Um, Hunter language. Sorry, Dad. Um, <laughs> cool, Derek. We got some stuff to talk about. And it's, it's all going to be a good time. So we're going to go ahead and get started. You're getting your own Disney Channel original movie. I don't have a trailer for this. I have no way of going into it properly. We're just going to rank some DCOMs because I think that's going to be fun. And we Sweet. have never done it. Yeah, this was the thing we that... We talked about them constantly. Yeah, this was the thing that Hunter, Joe and I were talking about a couple of weeks ago. I was like, man, I should really work in a DCOM tier list. Yeah, I texted Julie today. I was like, you're probably the best person to ask about this. Have Derek and I done this? Because I'm always afraid I'm going to do a topic that we've already done like 40 episodes ago. And just you're going to be like, you idiot. We already did that. Um, and she was like, no, I don't think you have. And I was like, bet we're doing it. So here we go. The tiers are as follows, Derek. I went from the year 1999 to 2011 because that's when you started high school. And I figured you stopped watching as sure. much Disney Channel then. Sure. So did I. Um, so the tiers are as follows. The top tier, we have Friday Night Jam. Everyone knows when those Friday Night premieres came out, you were glued to the TV. We have Dank Disney. It's just good movie. We have It's a Movie. It's just, it's a movie. You watch it. Cool. Um, then we have A Waste of 90 Minutes because they all, all, almost always are 90 minutes long. No more, no less. They're like always an hour and a half. Um, and then the last tier is eight, seven central fail because that was the only, that was my first introduction to time zones. <laughs> yeah, right. Where these it's always eight thirty, seven thirty central. Like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what is seven central? And my parents had to explain to me that like the East coast is not the center of the universe. And I was like, I didn't wow. realize they had like different feeds for like West coast. So yeah. I would always just be like, what about, what about not central? <laughs> 
Well, I remember growing up like with the direct TV that we had, you could get the East Coast channel and then the West Coast one. So if you saw something at eight, you could watch it again at 11. Yeah, we had that that with Nickelodeon. We never had that with Disney for whatever reason. Yeah, you know, I was like, this is so when like when like the high school musicals came out, I would watch it at eight and then at 11 be like, time for round two. Dude, this Uh, sucks. I'm looking at these now and I want to put them all in Friday Night Chair. A lot of them. I know, because they're so good. We'll have to Um, to do some... Some we'll have picking. to do some, some cutting room floor stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so they didn't pop up in the order that I wanted them to, but that's whatever. We're going to start with the Kim Possible movie, So Much, So the Drama or something. So the drama. Yeah, you so are so drama. not the drama. Yeah. Um, this yeah. this one, I loved Kim Possible growing up. Uh, Ron, Ron Stoppable was my boy. Yeah. I, have, I have the naked mole rap uh, memorized forever. Um, and uh, honestly, if this were the other one, if this were a sitch in time, Oh yeah, which is way better. This might be a contender for Friday Night Jam, but I don't like this one as because this is the one where they like go to like prom is the end, and that's when Kim and Ron finally get together, and yeah, 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 whatever. The kiss was nice, I will say. As a as a young yeah. kid, I was like, this is that's wholesome content. As a young loser, we were just as young losers, we were just like, yeah, get the hot girl, <laughs> um, dude. She was also a spy. That's dope. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but you know, let's let's be yeah. honest here. Okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> um it's a movie for me i it's fine it's just yeah like they just took the series made it a movie it wasn't anything revolutionary it was just like it was right, like cool. a 90 minute episode of kim possible yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it was good it was fine okay next up is the high school musical now we can also extrapolate Movie's trash this. we could do it as just the movie or the franchise itself but i feel like the franchise itself is too is a lot no yeah it's it's too you know like High School Musical is clearly like a cultural phenomenon. It has so much significance in like the development of a lot of people. Dang, that movie kind of stinks. Yeah, it's not good. (laughs) That movie kind of stinks. That's a waste of 90 minutes. I don't think it's a fail because the music's kind of good, but that's a waste of 90 minutes for sure. It's just, it's just like poorly constructed. It's just like, eh. at least they they nailed it with the other two. Um, Next up is everyone's, um, I don't have a description for that. I was about to go into some weird territory, so I'm glad I didn't say anything. Um, next up, we have Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. This movie is awesome. Yeah. I've always, this is always one of my favorite movies. I love Brenda Song because she was on uh, Sweet Life. Um, but also they like, I, I don't know how like true to form the, the, like the cultural stuff that they explore in there in that movie is. But I mean, they had, they, the vast majority of the cast was uh, what were people of Asian descent. Um, people who weren't like weren't like forced into being ninjas or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that 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 was just really cool. I, I think that's a Friday Night Jam for me. Yeah, I don't like. I can see it either of the top two. I think it was. Just I, a fun time. Never mind. Never mind. Based off the other stuff here, it's Dank Disney. Um, I think it. Go, I think it's a little too long. Uh, in the fact that there were a lot of plot, there were a few plot lines in it that didn't really need to happen. Um, Specifically, like how, how long it takes her to uh, come around to Shang teaching her. And then he's like, well, I'll help you pass your class. And she's like, okay. And then she almost fails the class and she's like, oh no. And then Shang's like, oh, I'll do it. That was a little dumb, but everything else is really good. That's Dink Disney. I like, don't remember the movie. Don't know why. Just like, I know it was good and I liked it. Just don't remember any of the plot at mm-hmm. all. Um, next up is everyone's favorite uh, High School Musical spinoff, Jump In. This is Friday Night Jam, man. That's a good this one. This movie hits. This movie hits. Such like good, it's good representation. It's good messaging. It's good um, uh, morals. It's good like good, uh, good hair. It's well constructed. Like it's, uh, God, yeah. Corbin Blue's hair is phenomenal in this special. That's the first, when I saw him like pull it back in a ponytail, I'm like, wait a minute, where's your hair, bro? You're the, you're the frizzy fro guy. You gotta- you're lying to me. <laughs> but yeah, no, that movie rocks. Double the, du- that made me think Double Dutch was cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can make me think jump and rope, which is like one of the like most annoying forms of exercise is fun. Good for you. Good for you. I hate jumping rope. It makes, stresses me out. I'm sure. Um, like most exercise. Uh, next up, we have Minutemen. Uh, this, mm, I can't tell if this was actually good or if I was just a child. Uh, and <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I like it. So I think I want to put it in Dank Disney, but I think it deserves it's a movie. It's like a cool concept. And I feel also like the it- villain's name is Derek. Screw that. Get him out of here. <laughs> 
I didn't. I don't remember that. I just know that like I remember it looked cool for the time. What was it like 2005 or something? Yeah. I just feel like it was cool and I enjoyed watching it. But if I were to watch it again, I'd be like, that's objectively not as good as I thought it was. When yeah, I, was- I, I I just think of like the last like the last scene where because the main character's name is Virgil, and oh, Virgil that- is confronting his bully, and he's just like, Derek goes, "You were always meant to be a nerd anyway, Virgil." And Virgil goes, "You all you were always meant to be a jerk, Derek." I'm like, oh, this stinks. <laughs> this stinks. <laughs> also, that poor bastard's name being Virgil. Oh, yeah, that's Virgil. Terrible. This is 1910. Good imagine God. being, <laughs> imagine being named. Sorry for anybody named Virgil, but <laughs> but kind of not really. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Next up, we have Camp Rock. This movie sucks. Like this movie is actually horrendous. You think so, dude? This movie is so bad. I was gonna put it in the waste one, but no, that's like a that's want. a fail, dude. Like that. Right. If if you wanted to like, Camp Rock could have been named like high school musical summer camp and it would be like a spinoff thing because yeah. that's what it was it was yeah. building off of the success of high school musical yeah and it just wasn't good was camp rock too good in your opinion it was worse you think so oh my god yeah the music was better mm, maybe that's what i'm thinking about the music was definitely better i just like wasn't one. swayed by either of the movies but i didn't think they were like horrific it's like it's like the first movie was like i i get like you need to lie to be cool sometimes but like that's your main problem and then it's just resolved by the end mm. and then the second one the main conflict other than like obviously the camp rock versus camp star which was dumb uh yes the like joe, joe i forgot joe's character's name joe, joe's joe Jonas's. no was, wasn't it they were just their names just not jonas on the end maybe like they were like joe nick and kevin <laughs> sure maybe but joe and mitchy were just like he's like i want to spend time with you that's why i came here and she's like well i came here to be at summer camp and it's like shut up movie sucks both of these movies suck all right well, we'll anyways leave we'll leave it in the bottom of the barrel for mr opinionated over there yeah um suck. <laughs> so then going off of that um we have the did you know selena gomez and demi lovato were friends movie princess protection program i never saw this actually so i'm gonna leave this completely up to you it's either c or d tier we're yeah right a b c yeah d or it's either c or d tier for me just because like it was clearly a uh, demi lovato tracks well with audiences and she's got a friend that is also in a Disney property. Let's make a movie. Sure. <laughs> it was just like very bland. I'm going to, for consistency's purpose, I'll put it here. It was, um, it, it was I'm like, just going to also specify these next two I also haven't seen. So, um, you never saw Starstruck? Yo, that movie was good. I really was am fun. inclined to not believe you, but you probably shouldn't because, you know, but the music, the song Starstruck from this movie is so good. And I, People will back me up on it. It's they should. It was, it was um it was Chad Dylan Cooper, right? Yeah. The the, the blonde the blonde kid that everybody yeah. was, that Disney tried to convince people was hot. Yep. <laughs> and it's just like the movie is just like him being, I'm too famous, and she's like, I'm too down to earth, and it's like the blending of the middle ground or something. But it was fun. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Follow your dreams. <laughs> and then there's Lemonade Mouth, which I feel like the the cover art should uh mean that this movie was a lot better than it actually was yeah it kind of it just looks like I, it would be super cool and then it's just not i feel like scary. everything that i've heard about lemonade mouth is it's like it's the it's it's like an the closest thing to a movie in the past like 10 years you know yeah. um but i mean i, I don't it's know just, I it's so forgettable and then did was, Na- was Brid- Char- bridget mendler and naomi scott are pretty that was fun was good luck charlie before or after this it was before it might after. have been after because I think Bridget Mendler was just uh, Juliet on Wizards of Waverly Place at this point. Oh yeah, yeah, Not yeah. I remember movie. that show? That was weird. That was a weird show. What Wizards of Waverly Place? Yeah, that show was, was really strange. I think it was kind of fun though. It was like a, it was a fun strange. Hey, the older brother is going to fall in love with a vampire, and yeah. the the sister is going to fall in love with a werewolf. Ah. It's it's just they just twi- all happen to live twilight. on the they all happen to live on the same street. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Twilight, but with a sibling added in. <laughs> Thanks for uh, just my throwing favorite, this random British dude in there. My favorite part of that whole series was that like the cover was that they owned a sub shop. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Be like, if I'm a family of wizards and magical beings, how am I going to cover my identities? Yeah, we'll sell some sandwiches. You know, dude. The the Casual. the lair is in a freezer man that's like the big 
It's like that's true. Secret. Didn't see it coming. <laughs> um, okay, next up, Derek and I have gone at length about this movie, Halloween Town. What do you think? I I don't like Halloween Town. I've been I've been ostracized for this. It goes there. Boo! That's 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 Here? that might be a little. Here? That might be. Mm. I don't think it's good. I think it's a bad movie. So I'm comparing it to Halloween Town 2 and Halloween Town High because those were actually good movies. Yeah, but the original sucks. Isn't it, is it as bad as Camp Rock, though? I, no, people just love it for the nostalgia. They're like, Halloween Town, I was two when it came out. Like, shut up. You, can you know, honestly, that. looking at the rest of this, I don't see any other movies that I want to put. Th- yeah, yeah, the next one. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. We can put it in 8-7 Central Fail. Speaking of the next one, next one is Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. This show stinks. This movie's terrible. Why did people <laughs> like this movie? It, why did it get a sequel? It was future. Xenon the sequel. Oh, yeah, and then Z3. Because it was futuristic. Ooh. In Z3, came, I'm pretty sure the third one came out in the 2000s, in the 21st century. <laughs> Concerned. Oh, bad. yeah, that's bad. Bad movie. Bad, bad movie. movie. Um, next up is one of our favorite decoms, The Luck of the Irish. Yeah, it's one of the best. That's Friday Night Jam, so dude. So good. That movie's Such so a good. good. Movie. Okay, next up is, yeah, I feel like we don't need to talk about it. We've talked about it. That's like the one decom we talk exclusively about in yeah. anything else. We're like, yeah, Luck of the Irish, so good. Um, all right, next up we have um, Hillary Duff in Cadet Kelly. That movie slaps. Uh, Dank Disney for me. Um, yeah, it do a good job. I don't think I watched it until I was like over the fact that uh guys can enjoy men can enjoy things that women enjoy as well oh yeah because <laughs> you know when you turn like nine and you're like wait a minute pink's a cool color <laughs> that, that's that's, I, so i didn't watch it like when it came out like everybody else did so i watched it once when it was like a rerun i was like this movie's actually pretty good thank disney yeah it's a all-around good time sends good good message might be a little military propaganda but it's okay um not, not too bad though um next up we have a movie that i forgot about completely off my radar eddie's million dollar cook-off which i re- once i heard it remembered it slapped hard yeah this is a friday night jam dude this movie is incredible it's very similar to jump in i think it's like it's like the the secret double life type deal and it's like something that's not traditionally masculine and like- yeah they were basically like they're basically like it's okay for guys <laughs> basically they're like it's okay for guys to want to be in the kitchen and make food <laughs> Also, Bobby Flay's in that movie. Yeah. Why is Bobby Flay in that movie? That's his inspiration for wanting to cook. And then, can we talk about how there's just this random, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth scholarship for being for winning a cook-off? They're like, yeah, if you yeah. make the best food, we'll send you to culinary school. And kids like eleven. I just loved the uh, the 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 fact that like cr- cracking the egg with one hand was such a big deal. I that know. was really funny when the, when the dad was able to do it. I'm like, wait, why why can he do it? <laughs> like like that that shell is razor thin like what are we doing here yeah um next up probably the probably one of the best decom originals ever in my opinion the cheetah girls wow um i've seen this movie twice and i could not tell you a single point about the plot so Doesn't matter uh the music matters <laughs> no so, no 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 we docked high school musical for it that's fair i think i think i think the cheetah girls walked so high school musical could run without the cheetah girls high school musical isn't as big as it as it sure. was um i mean i don't remember anything about it so i the best i can think i can feel justified is it's a movie yeah i think it's the second one where they go to spain that's a that's a fun one. yeah when raven quits yeah all the drama um and well, then, aka her contract was up <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she was more famous than the rest of them yeah they're like her contracts up and uh, hey we gotta put you on a tv show now so we can keep you around for a while yeah um next up we have stuck in the suburbs isn't this just starstruck like was it was it's very similar i was about to say similar. i was about to say you explained the plot to me and I feel yeah, like this is the same, the same i've seen thing. this movie this and is like the 2004 version it's of got, what's, what's that dude's name from snl um the the guy that played the the heartthrob in this movie ah crap i can't remember him but um i'm I'm gonna look it up yeah yeah i forget his name oh 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 taron killam that's taron killam yeah yeah taron killam yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. uh yeah taron killam was in a decom that's cool i saw him in hamilton which was a weird juxtaposition you did uh you know what from what i remember i feel like this movie was pretty good that's a dank disney for me 
thinks that wow we're about to ruin the symmetry here Look at that. Yeah, well we were never gonna have it anyways that's a good point um yeah it was just fun good times had by all um next up is tiger cruise so i've never seen this but i oh, have watched there i do watch like a review channel on youtube that yeah. like he reviews a lot of it's like the nostalgia police or something something like that and um he watched this movie and basically said like at the end of the day this is just 90 minutes of military propaganda no it is 100 percent. so you know pfft, fail yeah it's also like just not a good movie <laughs> I remember watching it that I remember this decom the most probably besides luck of the Irish, because I just remembered at the beginning, there was like uh it wasn't a trigger warning, but it was about like explaining how this movie was very like closely related to like nine 11 and service members, families and whatnot. And I was like, Jesus, like we're showing this to kids. Like, what are we doing? Um, and then it just wasn't good. So like stupid. And last Derek, but certainly not least we have twitches top three decom of all time incredible and the second one was good too when does that ever happen no exactly. twitches was great tn tamara mari were like they deserve they deserved emmy or emmy i guess is that an emmy if it's a tv movie um yeah 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 sure it, they deserved emmys for that because holy crap I, twin witches twitches yeah. dope good name the, the best the best deal good what a marketing. great little and then they expanded the world in the sequel like that yeah. i think that those those two movies had a lot of love going into them. Those yeah, were Twitch, good Twitch is good, 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 good job by Disney. Good job by Disney. So to recap, Derek, in eight, I will say before Central, I will say before the last thing on Twitch is Disney loved the 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 twins um, figuring out they were twins. <laughs> That's just they funny did, to me. They did like that. Um, so to recap, we have in eight seven Central Phil. We have Camp Rock, Halloween Town, Xenon, Girl of the Twenty First Century, and Tiger Cruise. In waste of ninety minutes, we have High School Musical. Princess Protection Program and Lemonade Mouth. You could have done better, but you weren't the worst. Um, and it's a movie. We have Kim Possible movie, So the Drama. And then we have Minutemen and the Cheetah Girls. In Dank Disney, we have Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior, Starstruck, Cadet Kelly, and then the original Starstruck, Suck in the Suburbs. And then in Friday Night Jam, which you're always going to watch on the Friday Night Premiere, Jump In, Luck of the Irish, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, and Twitch's Derek, How Do We Feel? I want to watch Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off after this. I know. Just go pop on some Disney Plus. Have a good time. Um, okay, Derek. You know what? You know what's a really good Disney Channel original movie? Uh, it's one of the first ones. Brink. You remember Brink? No. It was a skateboarding movie. That one rocked. Johnny Capahala. Oh my, Johnny Cavajala back on board? You never saw that? No, I don't remember that at Double all. Double teamed? Motocrossed? Bro. Oh, wait, 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 no. Now that you said that, I, I now I got it. I was about to say, so many, so many, so many, so many decoms. Oh, God. Dude, uh, Smart House. Good one. Yeah, that one's, that one's up there, too. Was that a decom or was that just a Disney movie? No, that was a decom. Was it? I think it was, at least. I don't know. That was a good movie, too, though. All right, Derek. Before we get into our MCU movie review, Guardians of the Galaxy, we do have to do one piece of um, Marvel content beforehand. Have to? We do, because I'm saying we have to. It has nothing to do with the movie review. I was just curious. So I found a, found a BuzzFeed quiz. And I was going to do this back in March Madness, which, by the way, I guess we should tell the results. We tweeted out the results, but in case you're lame and don't follow us on Twitter, which you should, um, I won the bracket challenge. Yeah, and you know, I'm not even mad about that. I'm mad that I would have won like a hundred bucks if Gonzaga hadn't laid a massive. Gonzaga egg. looked bad. God, that pissed me off. When, dude, when UCLA almost beat him, I was like, mm, I don't think Gonzaga's gonna win anymore. <laughs> I mean, they still could. It could have just been like UCLA was just hot, but Gonzaga like just played bad in that championship yeah, no, game. That was, yeah, that was bad. So what I found is I was gonna do this originally, but then in one of the episodes during March Madness, we ran, ran out of time or whatever. So I have it now. And it's which Marvel superhero are you? Choose your favorite March Madness foods and we'll tell you. Ooh. Yeah. So I was like, we're combining all the things we like here at QLC. All right. Based foods, on the sports, things Marvel. that we eat, what do we think we're, let's make a prediction. My, mine has to be Star-Lord purely for like the, you are a gross human. Like mine is, or Thor. mine is, mine is, I'm going to go with Groot. I don't know why, but I'm going to go with Groot. You ain't no vegetarian, so I'm trying to be a plant. Just because, just because he's a plant doesn't mean that he kidding. eats plants. Come I'm on now. Kidding. He's a vicious killing machine. He is. It's true. And an angsty teenager. Um, okay, so Derek, your first question. What is your go-to March Madness meals? It's like your entree. So you got cheeseburger, tacos, wings, sushi, hot dogs, pizza, peanut butter sandwich, or steak. Holy crap. Um, probably wings. Like Wings are the best sports meat 
like sports meal i mean not meat uh it's just pizza is up there too but wings are wings are the most versatile wings don't make me feel as tired as pizza does after i eat them because you know it's like you're eating too much pizza well that's what i'm saying i always eat too much but i eat a lot of wings i'm not like about to pass out after um i can't really i i want to differ on that but i don't know if i can because i had wings yesterday and they're just they're so good they're so good Dude, uh, spoiler alert, uh, not spoiler alert, side side note, Joe and I got tickets to the Maryland lacrosse game on Sunday, and we're going to get some Foley's Yardbird wings before. Oh, yes. So excited. Yes. So excited. All right. What is your go-to March Madness drink? We got beer, scotch, beer, wine, beer, juice, beer, iced coffee, beer, iced tea, beer, Red Bull, beer, Mountain Dew, wine, and grape juice, beer. <laughs> So speaking of speaking, so my my friends and I went to went to Duff's yesterday for wings, and they we sat down we sat outside, and my friend goes, I should get a Pinot Noir, and we were like, No, you should not. When you're getting wings, what are you doing? You drink beer when you're eating wings, right? So we made fun of it. We got beers or whatever, and this table full of like I don't know sophomores in college or something like just barely legal drinking age, they ordered drinks. They all got like like two two of them got water. One got a Mountain Dew. The third got the dirtiest martini I've ever seen. And I was like, all right, bros, have a good time. Like, we're, we're chilling. We're feeling ourselves. I just thought it was funny that I was like, there are two genders, the dirty martini and the Mountain Dew. That's it. Um. You, you want to know something that might, like, have me kicked out of Buffalo for us my life? Oh, God, what? We had three. We had wings from three different places that, uh, that weekend. Hmm. I think Duff's was the worst. So that is the thing is that Duff's like the, the union pub that we had in downtown. Those were incredible. Those, those were, were the best. So good. Those were the best. And I've, I've been to a place besides Duff's that is, that is better than Duff's. It's just that Duff's is the most well-known because there's four of them rather than sure. one. So. It's just that, uh, you know, and I bet this is really fun for all of our listeners that haven't been to Buffalo, but like, you know, it was just like, they were a little drier than I was expecting them to be. Yeah. <laughs> not a lot of meat. Yeah. I was like, these also, are good wings. <laughs> Duff's, Duff's takeout is not as good as Duff's sit down. Sure. sure I imagine that. No, but as when I sat down for Union Pub Wings, I was like, well, I'm never getting Buffalo Wings anywhere ever again. Yeah, those were, <laughs> like, I need those to were, go back there and get some more. need to have a stick and a half of butter in my gullet. <laughs> oh, um, okay, what's your favorite March Madness snack? You got donuts, cherry pie, ice cream, apple pie, cheese Whiz, um, hot Cheetos, popsicles, leftovers, or zucchini bread? Dude, hot Cheetos, easy. Yeah. I love hot Cheetos, man. Like I, <laughs> my indulgent nights when I was in college, I would go to um, the 24 shop. I would get a, uh, a pint of chocolate milk and a bag of flaming hot Cheetos. And I would just like either play video games or watch Netflix and just devour it all. It was, those are the best Christ, nights. Derek, oh yeah, God. dude. I, Hey man, my, my metabolism was a lot better back then. <laughs> uh, I'm going with ice cream. Um, just because I like ice cream. Sure. Now, what's your go-to March Madness dessert? We got hot chocolate, chocolate almonds, brownies, milkshake, sundae, waffles, tiramisu, crepes, or an Oreo parfait. I'm imagining, I'm imagining like everybody getting together to watch the games and like having like a, a, a dessert that everybody wants to eat. Um, I think I'm going brownies for that specifically. Like those are very easy to just put on a platter and like drop them in the middle of a, of a room that everybody can like get their grubby hands on. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I, I don't know. I think yes, but also if I'm just going to be watching it by myself, I just, I, I want a milkshake. Milkshakes, milkshakes are good. I got a milkshake, milkshake yesterday and it was, it was the move. All right, Derek, are you ready to find out what superhero you? It was a really, really short quiz. Who do you think? I think so. A, I think I'm ready. Think you're, you think you're a group? I mean, that was my prediction. Your prediction was wrong. You got Thor. <laughs> we actually both got Thor because I think we answered with too many similar answers, but whatever. Um, it says, you matched with the almighty Thor. You may love some beer, but you also like to be classy with your main course by eating some juicy steak. Accurate. Sure. Um, and you like to finish the night with what is probably coursing through your veins, cheese whiz. Although neither of us picked cheese whiz. I never picked cheese whiz, yeah. Although I do I'll say my aesthetic is fat Thor for men game. That is my vibe. And I, I think I'm okay with this result. Sure. Yeah. All right, Derek. Um, let's talk some Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. Like to refresh refresh everyone on what the plot of this movie is. Yeah, man. Um, so Star Lord is uh, well. It opens up with Star Lord's mom dying when he was a child, and then him getting abducted by an alien. That's cool. Um, Star Lord is uh, going to the Temple of the Power Stone to steal the orb, 
and he takes the orb and he gets some resistance and he has to run away and uh, this whole deal. Yeah. And he goes to Xandar to uh, sell the orb. And uh, he's like, oh, this guy named Ronan's apparently after me. And the guy who was going to buy it was like, get me out of this. No, I don't want to be involved with Ronan. Get the hell out of my shop. Meanwhile, um, the uh, intergalactic assassin Gamora, who is the adopted daughter of Thanos, uh, was tasked Mm -hmm. with hunting down Star-Lord to get the orb back. Um, But she has a different agenda. She wants to get the orb, sell it so she can... uh, go on her merry way and get out from under Thanos' uh, shadow because Thanos sucks. Um, also on Xandar are two bounty hunters named Rocket Raccoon and uh, Groot. And they're looking for a pretty penny. And Star-Lord's dad, or adopted father, Yondu, put out a bounty on Star-Lord because Star-Lord was supposed to bring back the orb to him. Whatever. So Rocket sees this. Uh, he finds uh, Peter Quill, also known as Star-Lord, then Star-Lord, Gamora, Groot, and Rocket have like a battle royale in the, in the uh, middle of Xandar. Then they get arrested and thrown in a prison. Uh, they break out of the prison. They defeat Ronan using the power of friendship. And by the power of friendship, I mean Groot sacrificed himself and they used the power stone. And they became the Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah. And then they go on and do some cool stuff. What did you think of the plot, Derek? So I gave it an eight. Because I like the idea of, I, I really love, I really love alignment of, um, or common, common uh, goals, common needs. And that's why these people came together. They didn't like each other, but they needed to. Necessity of, necessity of a common goal. That's where you can go for that. Um, oh, completely left out uh, Drax. Drax, oh, the Destroyer, oh, was top also- ten, in, Top 10 <laughs> character. Drax, so the Destroyer, was also an inmate in this uh, prison whose uh, wife and daughter were murdered by Ronan. And he's like, well, if Ronan's coming after you, I'm going to stick around so I can kill him. And then he, like, it's all hilarity and all this stuff. But yeah, no, I really love them all uh, working together. Um, I love the idea of the antagonist not really being the antagonist, that being uh, Ronan. Because he's always there and he's a looming threat, but it's not really until the end that they, like, come face to face which I thought I really loved. Um, it wasn't like perfect. I think the getting them all in prison was a little too convenient. I think Drax also happening to be at that prison was a little too convenient. Uh, but plot contrivances happen in every movie, so it, I didn't harp on it too much. Um, not perfect. Good narrative. Uh, the plot is not what carries this movie, but it's still really good. Eight from me. I also gave it an eight. Um, I think this this plot has enough twists and turns to it that are... This this also goes into writing a little bit, but the overall story just has enough information drips that like you don't they don't give it everything to you all at once. Yeah. I wrote down specifically that this movie actually I'll say what I'm, what I'll say there for for writing, but um, it's just a good time. Like it's a space odyssey adventure. Like it's a, it's just a good time in space, blowing some stuff up, hanging out with people that you know you don't necessarily like i think that helps i think if they automatically liked each other and we're like oh i would have never been friends with you before but now i am and we like each other that's not as fun um they're all kind of like you said forced to work together because they need to um i think having gamora have her own like sideshow um and like having her own were you about to just drink the wrong beer don't worry about it (laughs) anyway um you just have an empty beer just sitting there? Don't worry about I it. I have Keep so talking. many questions about what I just saw. Anyway, um, so having, you know, Gamora have her own, like, you know, I was actually going to betray them the whole time thing, um, which I did kind of have an issue with in the fact that she was telling a lot of people and Thanos didn't know about it. <laughs> it's like, she's telling like everybody under the sun that she hates this dude. And he's just like, she's loyal. Um, Ronan, while yes, it's good that he wasn't, they weren't just constantly fighting him. I think he's kind of boring as a villain. He's yeah, just I mean, like, that, he's know, like diet Thanos. Like, okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of the point, but yeah, but overall, I think the plot was cool. The one issue I did have with it was I literally wrote down. What was that in the beginning? Like that was so like, I understand we had to grasp that he was, you know, screwed up by the death of his mom. I get that. But also that is one of the weirdest ways to open that movie. You know, it's not even the fact that it was how it opened. It was just, and that's the biggest plot contrivance of the movie. The fact that he ran out and just so happened outside of the hospital to be abducted by aliens. Yeah. That was a little too. Like how did they find him there? Like how did, 
what was going on there? And no one was around to see this monster alien spaceship show up. Yeah, that's the like, thing. They didn't need to show that. They could have just shown like Peter running away and then like cut to him in the present. It's like, oh, he is an internet. And then once yeah. they introduced Yandu, they could have yeah. gotten that explanation. They could have done the same thing that Yandu did in the movie without that scene. It'd have been fine. Yeah. Cool. But that was just super strange to me. And I did not understand. It's like the, the, the first five minutes of this movie are him sad that his mom's dead. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'd be sad too. And then he runs away because he thinks that, you know, he's no longer safe. No one's going to take care of him. He's angry too. And then we just see him get abducted. And then for like a half hour, we know nothing about it. Yeah. Nothing. I was like, that's just so odd. But anyway, I gave it an eight. Um, moving over to writing. I dropped it at a seven. So here's my thing. Overall, I think the movie's written pretty well. The thing about Gamora, like, telling everyone that she's, like, going to betray Thanos. I was like, you know, if you're actually going to go up behind, like, the most dangerous person in the universe's back, you should probably not tell everybody under the sun that you're doing it. Um, and the fact that they only found out about it, like, you know, a little ways after she started telling people, I think is a little sus. Like, I, I don't know. That was just weird to me that they just had no clue at all, even though she's telling people left and right. Um, I also think, like, it's really good at story building. Um, so I, I specifically wrote this down that when they introduced the character, it gave off a lot of Suicide Squad vibes to me. Like that rewatching this movie, it's like, th it seems like that's kind of the comparison, even though they weren't really villains, they were just criminals. Um, when they're introducing all the characters and John C. Riley, who for some reason is in this movie. Um, Dude, he did well, very well I know well he did, movie. he did. But I just feel like John C. Riley pops up in the most strangest roles and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you're, you're just that goofball, goofball that hangs out with Will Ferrell. Like, go back to that. Uh, but he was good. So I think when they're like introducing the characters and um, they're, they'll just drop information and conversations about the lore of these characters and the, and the history of, the, of this universe that they're in, it didn't feel forced ever. Sure. But there were times that I was just kind of like, all right, this is, this, we're going on about the same stuff here for a little too long. Like, can we, can we speed up the process a little bit? So that's why I would have gone higher. It's just there were some moments that I was like, okay, we can move a little faster here. But overall, so, I think seven. So, so it sounds like you focus more on the writing in this, in this section, and I focus more on the characters. Because I do believive that the writing... So I, I, look, I also looked at it as an extension of the, uh, the comics. Because the comic Guardians are nothing like the movie Guardians. They are so different in that um, Groot is like one of the most powerful beings in the, in the like Marvel comic universe. Oh. Even more powerful than him, Drax. Drax, 1v1 Thanos and beat his ass in one of the, nice. the storylines. Like Drax is, had to be nerfed like crazy. Um, but the fact that they were able to take these established characters and change them just enough to um, resonate with audiences, uh, incredible. Uh, I believe that every character, specifically in the main five, but also like as a whole, had their had their own deal. Um, Yandu wasn't and it was a very side character. He, he, I didn't think he would be as important as he was in uh, Guardians Two for that exact reason because right. he was kind of there. Um, Ronan, I, I know you said like, he's kind of a boring villain. I, I truly believe that was the point. Like we didn't need a villain in this movie, but like they yeah. had to have some kind of antagonistic force and they had, um, I believe the fact that you had all these five characters so different that were so different and you presented them in a way that, uh, general audiences, the people that aren't like huge Marvel fans loved and resonated with and then people like us who do love marvel loved and resonated with and then people even crazier than us that love marvel even more than us loved and resonated with and because of that uh characters and writing for guardians one gets my first 10 whoa yes i believe the reason this movie is so good is because of the characters okay so. Um, also, I'm seeing that you changed my scores for Homecoming, so thank you for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for it to see how long it would I'm take like looking at it like, wait, what is this? <laughs> for those, so Derek put, we're, we're not, we won't get to Homecoming for a few weeks, but Derek put all 10s for me because he loves Spider-Man. It's, the best, changing it's, back it's the best MCU movie, yeah. buddy. It is. Um, we've had discussions about this. So moving forward, I agree with those points. Um, <clears throat> I just... I think you have more of a context because of comics and sure. seeing how it all comes together. So cool. I'll recommend um, you some comics for them to read. Moving into directing cinematography. What we got Derek? This one, um, 
I believe that a lot of I don't think there were any shots that like really blew me out of the water, but it was because the entire movie was in space. You know, I believe that the difference, I think the only poorly shot scene in the entire movie is that first like five minute opening. Um, the, the opening where star Lord's just dancing around to come and get your love. That's incredibly shot. Uh, when he's like screwing around with his rocket boots and stuff. Um, the, uh, dog fights are great. The Xandar fights were awesome. The uh, the scanning like interfaces that we were yeah. able to see were really well done. Um, but like I said, there wasn't anything like well, there wasn't anything that like really blew me out of the water. Um, so, but that being said, it it gets a nine from me. I it was a, it was so beautifully shot. Yeah, I gave it an eight. Um, yeah, that's this. That's just. I think it's, it's just, it, it's, space is cool. Yeah, space is cool. <laughs> it's kind of like we said with the first Thor. They kind of messed up space. Don't really know how you do that, but even still, mm-hmm. it's still space. Um, I noted some stuff that I talked about uh, with this portion was um, I really liked the. I, I just really like in movies when a character when music is playing and a character is wearing headphones and then when the headphones are taken off, the music stops. Like I think that that's just cool. That's a, that's think, that's very cool directing. I think yes. that's fun. I'm like, yeah, because it's we're looking at it from their perspective. We are with them. Um, the scene where they first interact with the power stone and that like servant of the collector explodes. That was cool. That was a cool scene. Um, and then I really liked that like celestial background the first time Gamora and Star Lord like had that heart to heart. Like just mm-hmm. the sky looked really cool. Um, what there was another thing. Uh, yeah, I just I think the whole thing just looked awesome. There was yeah. nothing bad about it really. There was nothing wrong with it. Like could it always it's one of those could it always be better? Yeah. But like for what it was, it was really really good. Sure. Um one thing I did want to say about the writing before I move on to um acting was there were two moments that I really thought were really funny. His Star-Lord's line about being a Jack about his his ship being a Jackson Pollock painting if you had a black light was hilarious. Um and then Oh, I forgot the term for it, but I had to look it up. When they have like the 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 scene where Gamora first like finds Quill and like tries to you know beat him up and take the the orb, um, the dramatic irony of that is so good. Like Star Lord's so confident and he's like throwing her on the orb, she just goes like "Yep, thanks" and then kicks his ass and then runs out of the way. I thought it was so good. Um, so moving into acting, I liked the acting. <laughs> Weirdly enough to me, though, I think all of the humans, except for like all of the, well, I guess I should preface this. The only like human passing characters. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like John C. Riley, Star Lord. Like, yeah, all of them. The only one that was really that good, the only two that were really that good was John C. Riley and, and Chris Pratt. Anyone who was who was like an other, which I don't love using that term, but who was like not a passing human character, human, yeah. <laughs> they were really good. Um, well, but continue. The only one who probably wasn't was like Yondu, who was like supposed to be some kind of weird like Western town sheriff person, where he's like, "Y'all don't come around these parts." <laughs> like Quill. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Like, where are you from? Are you from Texas or space? I can't tell. Um, and he was kind of iffy, but basically everybody that wasn't human was good and everyone that was human was kind of like okay like great so i i I gave it a six might be a little low but i gave it a six yeah this was my lowest one too i gave it a seven um i agree i think the best performance is chris pratt it needed to be star lord was the main character in in an ensemble film so it needed to be him um i do think that um this was not zoe saldana's best performance um and it and that could be attributed to um character direction like she needed to be this cold like uh like she was was like like, a a mean captain marvel yeah yeah so like it didn't it didn't that didn't translate very well um and then the other like really big thing that i had that i don't know if it was at the fault of any of the people involved but it was very clear that uh when bradley cooper was doing rockets lines (laughs) he wasn't in the room with any of the other actors he was like watching the footage and then spitting it out you know so it it it, uh it wasn't great but um it was the their first go at doing something like that so you know i I can't dock them too much but still 
the performances from everybody, including Ronan, honestly, like I, I, he played his purpose of like a boring antagonist as yeah. he needed to. It's so I, it. it's a seven from me. It, I feel like whenever we get one or two off, it's, it's just ticky tacky. Yeah. Right the, the other thing I noticed was that I think it's cause I've seen Endgame so many points, so many times to this point, but like what was going on with Nebula in this movie? Like it was, it, it wasn't that it was bad. It was just so much like she was so angry the entire time. So they wanted, and I know guardians too, we can talk, we'll talk about it when we get there. They wanted to put her on like a redemption track, but they didn't set her up for success here. They did not set her up for success here. Yeah. And like, it's her character wanted to flip. It's a really labored one, bro. It's <laughs> like, what? yeah. Oh, wow. Well. her i was trying to figure out how to say this but like when she decides to jump ship essentially and is like yeah ronan i'm with you till the end i was like that's a that's weird but are you just saying thinking that because he's the one with all the power supposedly like i don't what was that i don't know and we no one talks about it just kind of got overlooked but ronan died so who cares um act no not acting special effects right that's where we're at yeah um i don't have anything bad to say uh, I, I think that the only thing that I, it wasn't perfect in that, like, I think the scene where like Star-Lord is saving Gamora looked kind of bad uh, when like, yeah. she's, that didn't look very great, but everything like, it was a movie almost entirely like CGI. Um, and that's very impressive for 2014. I got, I gave it a nine. Gave it an eight. Yeah. Cool. Cool explosion. Go cool. Good. Yep. Yep. Space. Um, <laughs> I did like all the stuff with like the power stone. I forgot how much the power stone was in this movie. Um, and that those, that was cool. That was cool. Yeah. This was really the, the introduction to like weird stuff. Like Thor, the dark world tried to do it, but didn't, it, it was like, Oh, this is, this is, you know, Asgard, everything's going to be weird. No, like, a Guardians elf. got it weird. Yeah. Yep. Guardians that, made you cry when a, when a tree blew up, blew itself up. And I think that's poetry. That's honestly. poetry. We um, all grew. <laughs> um speaking of the weird stuff that moves us into our last category which is the score which this is my first 10 perfect 10 yeah the music in well first of all the score itself outside of like all like the 70s all the 70s rock is is good too but using that like soundtrack a first of all gets people it grounds the movie into something people know right Mm -hmm. so like guardians was a kind of like off the cuff group of heroes that people are like, we don't know how people are going to latch on to this, blah, blah, blah. So they, A, kind of did what you said and, and shifted the character arcs a little bit and the characters themselves and made them a little more, a little more um, in touch with audiences. But then when throwing that music on top of it, A, gives us a kind of sense of what the personality of the movie is, but B, it also helps us be familiar with it already. Be like, this is space and aliens and, you know, foreign people and all this weird stuff is happening. But, you know, uh, come and get your love by Redbone is on and that's you know a song that a lot of people know and is really good and so like you just I don't know it grounds it and makes it more of a of a of a personable movie and it just like it 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 really sells the entire thing is just this is how this is this is how you're supposed to feel about this movie yeah every sci-fi movie is always synths and hi-hats and like technological mumbo jumbo and then they decide to throw in like 70s and 80s classic rock that's oh, genius so that's so genius good. And like you said, yeah, it makes it a lot more relatable for people watching it. It's like, oh, yeah, this is in space, but they're listening to the music that I listen to. And it also really makes you resonate with Star-Lord because that, like, there's a joke in the second one about how he gets a Zoom and it's like, that holds over 200 songs. And he's like, whoa, 200. Meanwhile, he's got rocket boots and a laser gun. Like, that's way cooler. But like, it, it really puts you in his shoes of like, this is the only connection he's had with Earth since he got abducted and that's yeah. that's that's they're telling a story through the score they're using and that's extremely that's extremely impressive and very well done that's a perfect time yeah and i think the um and then they just kind of lean into that with like calling the sequel like volume two and like yep. they, they i don't know it's just i it a makes your movie stand out immediately when it, you juxtapose people's expectations with something that's also just cool like yeah. it's just it's just awesome um music slaps will always slap we love that so Overall, um, Derek, you gave it a score of 8.8. I gave it an overall score of 7.7, which rounds out and averages out to a score of 8.25. By far the highest we've given a movie yet. Yeah, by a matter of, I think, 0.9. Yeah. Wait, 0.9? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. His Winter Soldier. 2014, good year for Marvel movies. Good year for Marvel movies. I like that. 
Um, next week we will be unpacking Age of Ultron and whether or not it's bad or not. I still don't know. <laughs> the Joss Whedon masterpiece, Age of Ultron, with James Spader as the villain. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> we'll get to that next week. Oh, the one thing I did want to say about this one is that the thing that, and I guess this might have just been a, a different production team to different production team, but like when we get to Captain Marvel, there's like no real mention of how connected those two franchises are you know what i mean like like in captain marvel they're like oh yeah she's from Kree civilization and ronin's a figure and like that main um dude from ronin's like one of ronin's henchmen is like on the, all those missions with her like Kree force right. just zero mention and i guess because her movie was in the 90s but there's like nothing in the underlying seating of the guardians movies about it and like i, I guess it doesn't have to i was just like this seems kind of odd that we're just not acknowledging that well well we we'll talk about it when we get there i think there's i think there's more connection than you're than you're realizing you think so um especially well because yeah we'll talk about it when we, when we cover right. captain marvel because this that's going into the plot of captain marvel a lot All right. um but yeah i yeah i don't know I, every I feel time like I'm able to convince you. every time i saw ronan and like they talked about you know the kree and whatnot i was like this is literally like half the stuff that was in guardians one and we're just not acknowledging it but sure we'll get there we'll get there sure. um derek that's all i got why don't we roll into a little crisis averted who are we sending love to this week uh andy he's uh he he is above me right now living living there for the rest of the year i guess um that's cool that is cool (laughs) uh who else my sister's birthday is in 13 days so congratulations you did it made another year made another year and shout out to oh my room my other roommate that left greg uh greg's going back to new jersey and then heading off to la i believe um so best of luck to you greg and uh it was a pleasure living with you and i wish you nothing but good fortune in the next however many years love that um i'm sending love to whoever is injecting me with my second shot on wednesday very excited (laughs) about that oh yeah i got inoculated yeah Woo. <laughs> health safety um shout out to my friends emma donya and kelsey we spent basically the whole weekend together and did a bunch of fun stuff it was a good time kelsey and emma are desperately trying to get on this show but they need to come up with good topics before i say yes yeah um, sorry not doing a harry potter tier list <laughs> sorry kelsey <laughs> um but yeah shout out y'all it was a fun weekend i spent 150 dollars at old navy just for fun and uh got some cool stuff um that's all we got, Derek. Any final words? No. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so for episode 62 of Quarter Live Crisis, I've been your host, Hunty, along with D-Rec. We will catch you in seven days. Bye.